table. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, Radio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Hello and welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree? Say so. Call in. 404-603-8770. Once again, that's 404-603-8770. Also, you can chime in on Periscope as well as Facebook. We are live visually if you want to check us out. Uh, as we get into our list of uh, sports subjects. College football. We said we were going to have a season uh, a couple of weeks ago. You said. You I, said have a I said we were going to have a season. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, <laughs> the season going uh, down. Uh, <laughs> it's going down. Oh, you doing me like Phil did um, <laughs> um, Fresh Prince. We. We. <laughs> we. The, 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 the season going down might only be five teams. The season going down. <laughs> We'll talk about that when we get to it. Um, the NBA bubble, man, it's one team that is looking stronger than ever. Will I get in trouble if I say this? You probably gonna get in trouble anyway. Light, you bring light skin back. <laughs> <laughs> you bringing light skin back? <laughs> oh man, uh, WNBA has some premier matchups over um, over the past week since we've been on air. Atlanta Dream playing hard, but... Coming up short. We'll talk more about that. PGA, first major of the year is in the books. Excellent, excellent, excellent uh, tournament over in uh, San Fran. We'll talk about who won and uh, your prediction as to how Tiger would do. Um, NHL, we got the playoffs are set now. We had the qualifying round, so we'll get into who's in, who's not. Major League Baseball, everybody's about 15 games in, about a quarter of the season, except for one team. One team. One, a couple one team. of teams. They ain't played but like five. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and how, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out this Chinese man, no pun intended. How, how you could be number one in the division but yeah. only play six games? Four and three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And then we'll get to NASCAR. Uh, Mr. Brosmay had a clean sweep. We'll let you know who exactly that is and what he uh, did this past weekend. But let's go back to NBA. That's where we go at. Uh, As we mentioned uh, at the outset, man, Phoenix Suns, 6-0. So, at at 5-0, they had a game earlier today. Correct. Obviously, they won. They won. Um, And they are... I know what, half a game out now or a game out from 
uh, game and a half from playing for forcing that extra game that, to be played. If, if you're a ninth seed, ninth seed to get into the playoffs. Um, I don't know. This is bad about being in Phoenix. I don't, you know. I be, don't get. Well, you you, you can uh, be a Draymond. I can Green. be Draymond. You ain't Green. gonna drop fifty grand he, for he his. Meant, he, what, what he was trying to say was get the whole team of Phoenix out of Not Arizona. That is never booking. Like you got, hey Draymond, I'm gonna help you save some money. You gotta go back and be like, I know what you see in on TNT, but what I was saying was. Everybody in Phoenix needed to get out of Arizona. <laughs> you know, get them, get them out. So it's kind of interesting. Like we they're talk- full game back right now. Full game as so, it stands right now. They're full game back of Memphis. And so, so you know, they're in a they keep winning, and Memphis has you know finally won a game. Finally, correct. You know, they went over five, over four, over four, over four. four. And right, then, they're one for five. Correct. Yeah. And so, um. I was going to say was we look at some of these other sports. You know, we go back to what happened here in Atlanta with uh, Atlanta United. You know, going zero and five and missing the playoffs, and the coach getting you know getting sent somewhere else. Right. Um, you can go in hockey and look at see how that might you know fare for some teams that you know did some offers or you know won for yeah. whatever. Um, just then come out the box. It's kind of hard, right? It's kind of hard to tell what you're going to get from a team when it comes out. But I feel like maybe. They five and no. I'm and I'm gonna give credit to six cre- and no. Give six, them they do six, six and no. Give six credit where credit is due. But how does that how does that translate to next season when you back if they make the playoffs wonderful? But how does that translate to next season? Like as a coach or as the staff, like how do you take what happened here and 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 do that next year? Next year. Well, could be this year. We uh, so that's one of the things. Real quickly, yeah, you brought up. It's uh, the 2020 to 2021 season is supposed to start December 1st. However, they would like to have fans, so there's a potential that it will start on MLK Day. And and as we've always said, they do an excellent job of promoting MLK Day and everything. So it's a possibility if they can have fans, they'll push it out to January. Which would be uh, January 18th would be the first day. Tomato tomatoes here. If yeah, I was but we're going to miss the, let's be honest, we're going to miss the Christmas That's Day That's what I'm about to say. I'd rather go ahead and have Christmas from 12 Day. noon to midnight, yeah. the six games. Yeah. I'd rather have Christmas Day games. To start the season. Start the season. Fans or no fans. It doesn't no matter. Fans. Because and then bring the fans back then bring on, the MLK fans Day. on MLK Day. And it'll be more of a celebration because this is just me. Not only for MLK Day and all the things they do in, in reference right. to, you know, Black History Month and mm-hmm. things of that nature and, and MLK itself, but also kind of a celebration for a new year and a real new year right. in 2021. 2021. And, 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 ha- and having... Yeah, I, I gotta have... You gotta have those yeah. Christmas Day games. Yes, yeah. Plus two... Even though I'm not one that buy the new jerseys and yeah. all that and the dealer, the color swatch and all that. Yeah, yeah but well, plus still, two, I enjoy that. We've talked about the teams that... And I know you brought this off, off the air. You talked about teams that, um, that haven't played and now, how further along are you, are you push pushing them, them out? Push them Hawks, out. Um, home team here, home the team Bulls, here. Bulls, your Bulls, yeah, um, Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So you know, those teams, you know, the I don't want to say bottom feeders, Golden State, Golden State. Yeah. We forget about Golden State. They 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 don't need no more. Excellence. They don't need. <laughs> don't give them no they more don't rest. Need, no, I think they might have with Draymond. <laughs> that just might have been what he needed to just have a oh, chip on his shoulder. Of course, the fifty grand. You know what I mean? So, I, so at, at what point do we have to? And I give Adam Silver a lot of credit. 
as a commissioner, you're not going to get everything right. But this is one of those rules where you, it's such a fine line because, so you're on air and Draymond, of course, said that, you know, they need to get him up he's out of He's trying Phoenix. to be in a fan. But he's not a fan. But he's not a he's, fan. He's a, a sign. He's a sign. Actual player. But what's the difference from him calling KD after they lost and saying, "Hey, come join us"? It ain't up. on air. Exactly. And it just leaked out. It, <laughs> and I could just so. But I. But I mean, get, I understand he was a free agent yeah. at the time, so you I, can. But I'm pretty sure they would have raised the eyebrow yeah. to that. So I, I will get. I can call you. I can DM you, but I can't publicly publicly do it. Do it. I will give. I will, to you out to that. I will give Adam Silver the credit. He's been consistent. He's well, fine yeah, no, magic. He has, yeah, he he's has. fine uh doc. You know he's fine Draymond. Like right. he there hasn't been no gray area. Yeah, no, right. You say so it you out know, loud, you make it get... public, no matter how the interview because I thought the whole situation with Doc, we knew what Doc was saying. Right. We knew Doc was more subtle. Yeah, but even we, though we knew what he was saying. We knew what Doc was saying on both sides of his mouth. <laughs> Doc knew what he was saying as far as trying to get Kawhi to, you know, pick his interest, but he also was answering the question truthfully about you know, and we want, and we when you're in the media yeah. or anybody as a fan, you want players, coaches to answer stuff truthfully, honestly. Yeah. That's why, whether you like Barkley or not, it's like. Why he's still there. It's why he's still there. It's why, why he yeah. keeps getting an Emmy for yeah, NBA yeah, yeah, TNT yeah, yeah, yeah. because he's going to tell it like he feels. Yeah. So, I, but I don't, I don't have no problem. And plus, we're talking about 50, what, 50 I mean, grand. 50 grand to Draymond, like literally. Is That's $5. $500 to us. Uh, I say five dollars. You know what? Talk for yourself. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I may be broke, but I ain't gonna tell you I'm broke. <laughs> uh, I forgot what he, what they find the Clippers. They didn't. They find the Doc ain't paid that bill. The Clippers paid the that Clippers bill. Paid that. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, Magic and it worked. The Lakers probably paid that. You know, at the time when they find Magic, that, Magic that come was, out of that miscellaneous. Fund. Yeah, yeah. So the only person that really in this scenario that that probably felt the sting and I wouldn't be surprised that Golden State on the back end and be like, all right, we got you. You made your point clear. Now go to whoever, go make it happen. <laughs> go call him up and call, make it happen. See how interesting he is. Right. You know what I mean? So um, But he signed to he said signed for twenty twenty four or something like yeah, that. Yeah. He signed for a long and they got, time. They got they got they got a young as we can see now, they come out the Man, bubble, they're focused. Um give Monty Williams his due now. Because yeah. to coach that team and like we were talking about earlier, nobody was like, oh, yeah, Phoenix Suns are in. That's good. Everybody was like, why? Why, why are they here? So once you get in, you have to prove why you should have been there. And 6 no, I mean, even if they had gone 500, that's enough to be, like you say, 9, 10. You're, yeah. you're competitive enough. You possibly could have made a playoff run. To, I mean, to get into the playoffs, but 6 0, yeah. that's on Monty Williams and everything that he's been through. That's my, and I, to him, and, yeah, because he lost, his, lost wife his wife. And, you know, five kids, probably, young kids to raise. Probably should have had the job. A head coaching job. Yeah, way before this, or right. should have been in the mix, but, you know, all that going on with, you know, personal life and understand that. Um, but I'm going to give just due to the players, too. Like I said before, you don't know how players are going to react. We always say we don't know who been we did not know who's been around shooting around. We didn't know not who, everybody had a, a, gym a court or, or a who's gym been, or something. Who's been keeping themselves right. ready to play. Um I think I seen a meme the other day. Uh I think you might have sent it to me. Um if you ain't ready, gotta stay ready right. with uh, <laughs> what's the what's the rapper's name? Um Oh my goodness. No, I can't think his name now. But anyway, um it'll come to me. Um but you know so those guys gotta give those guys the credit. And I guess to the other point where now 
Phoenix could be other teams could have the argument that we were talking about. Maybe we should have been in Chicago for the 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 the, the B League. Just what I mean by that is I, to, yeah. to get to get teams to play and, and to see when they you know might hit their rhythm. Um, so kudos to uh, Phoenix. Devin Booker is a stud. Is, is a stud. He. He does it in a, in a he does it in a true regular season. Then he'll be a superstar. He's been a star, um, all star too. All star, you know, a couple of times. But we call him a stud right now. I ain't ready to give him that superstar label. No, not yet. Just because this whole bubble thing is, it's it's, it's, it's not going to happen. Still a ha- bubble. It's still a bubble. It's not going to be how it's going to be next year. We need to know how you're going to react when you got to travel, play on the road, <laughs> play, on play the road. in another arena with the other people's fans yeah, literally yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So, but I I do like. Once again, what they're doing with the crowd noise, the fans that are virtually there, yeah. uh, some of the fans that were there, like Shaq, uh, some of the kids for some of the players that were there. They even had a goat there. I don't understand what that was about. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's bringing some type of had Shannon. excitement. Should have had Shannon Sharp head on it. Does <laughs> he wear a goat mask? <laughs> uh, what we do know in the West, the Kings are officially out. Pelicans are out. Uh, so that ends Zion's chances of playing being LeBron, in the playoffs. Playing LeBron first round. Pelicans just they just see again. Now you got you got Phoenix who we didn't it. say nothing about. We didn't and they are five, six and zero oh in New Orleans, Memphis. These teams are struggled. Yeah. Do you think that with um, like New Orleans putting still having Zion on a minutes restriction in the bubble, and then according I think to him, I, yes. I'm <laughs> answering. <laughs> <laughs> Like the lack of that continuity, yes, affected him. Yes, I think so. But I had no problem in saving him. You're not going to win the championship. You getting getting into the playoffs, risking your your future franchise player yeah. for uh, he was saying and a quick exit possibly. He was out saying of the if this was under different circumstances where you had your actual fans there who could cheer them on, that that would be you can different. make money at the ice right. cream ice cream shop. <laughs> Smoothie King is the name of the arena, but I'm gonna call it Ice Cream Shop. Um, you know, if that was if this was the case, then yeah, I would have toward the end of the season. I say let them play. But now in the bubble, no, I'm not letting them play. I'm keeping I'm them on the minutes because I understand that during most of the season they didn't have him, so they should have been used to not having him on the court or playing with him. But once he's out there, then you have to figure out how to play with him. So why not just let him go ahead and play? And I get the whole thing. You got to save the players from themselves, which we all talk about in college football. But you got to see what you got as well. It ain't no saving them from themselves. They saving their future. (laughs) Playing back a period, they saving their future. It's not an argument right now to to have told the Pelicans to play that man extra minutes based on their future. Based on their future. That's, That's the only thing they're looking at. So... The teams that are in, Lakers obviously sold up the one seed. They're looking kind of rusty. It's just No, they need a point guard. But go ahead. <laughs> LeBron is a point guard. Okay, they need a point guard. <laughs> go ahead. Go ask one more time. Rondo. He's not playing. He's coming. He's coming. He'll, oh, okay. he'll, be, he'll coming. be back soon-ish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they need a shooter. They're last in shooting. They know they need three. that. That's they two. Well, they in, thought they had him. Uh, but Danny Green can't hit the maybe Danny their last the field right goal now. percentage. Maybe Danny Green but is. I always said that LeBron needs shooters around him when he does drive yeah. and be the point kick forward, out, point out. guard. He needs somebody to kick out to, which was Danny Green. But right now, and you would think you've seen all of these shooters, and we'll get to the other ones in a minute. 
all of these shooters are having a fantastic job because they've got their depth perception down. You're in the same court, the same look every single night. So it doesn't matter if you're home and away, you're seeing the same thing. So once you get into a rhythm as a shooter, you're good. But the Lakers have the lowest scoring team in the bubble. That's what I'm saying. Because they don't have a shooters. You would think Danny Green, but for whatever reason, he will, can't. They have guys that will shoot. I mean, I don't know how many minutes JR is actually getting. Not or many. Deion Waiters or Caruso. You got scores. He's getting more. They got, yeah, it's a difference. KCP. It's a difference between the scores and shooters. Those are scores. I would leave J.R. Smith out there. If he's hot, he's hot. If he's not, he's not. I right, leave Deion Waiters out there. If he's hot, he's hot. If he's not, he's not. They got to find another way to generate some offense. Because if they're just out there to – if they're just expected to just shoot threes, then if they're not making them, yeah, they are going to struggle. So I, I'm gonna so give they got to generate easy baskets in some other way. I'm going to give you the third problem. So they ain't got a point guard. Y'all, we waiting on Rondo. You don't have enough shooters or Danny Green – for, you know, he's going to be the, right now the, the, spotlight. the spotlight. He's not the one that you would expect to have stepped up. And the third part is everything you just said, that's coaching. <laughs> and so do you trust Vogel to make the adjustments? <laughs> then you go back to that. Not, not I told kid. You, not kid. The, the coach is who? They say three and a half kid. feet on the other side <laughs> is a big difference. LeBron is the coach. And, and he's what? Right now, and, he's, and no, I'm talking about he's what he's in his career. Two and four right now, yeah, but he's in the what bubble. he's what in his career. He's, he's a coach. No, he's what in his career when it comes to <laughs> oh, okay. comes to the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, three uh, it's three and six, Don. Three and six. Three and six. <laughs> Are you gonna call me out? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying, Grant. He got to get there, right? You got to get there, but he's gotten there through lesser opposition in some in those Eastern. You know what I mean? So, yeah. All, all I'm saying is, and all and, and on those teams that he made it there, they were defensive-minded. Miami probably, for those couple years, his, the last two years Still were more. Shooters. Yeah, but they were more offensive. But this whole time in Cleveland, you had pre, pre-Miami and, um, after. Pat Riley. But they were defensive-minded. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, we talk about him scoring. Those, those games were no, in the mid-80s. You know, okay, maybe defensive-minded. I mean, they had guys that. Knew their role and knew how to play. You had Haslam, you had Miller. So you doing a little fight? You, 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 you taking, a little, taking a little shot at the rest of the guys in the Lakers that know how to play? I'm just saying. Oh, okay, I just, I just, I'm just saying. The I, rest of them, they haven't figured out how to play. I want you to get fined like Draymond Green. <laughs> Is you? Are you saying? <laughs> hey, what he said? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I just want to make sure I heard you clearly. <laughs> okay, Ernie. <laughs> But no, I mean, but yeah, you had veterans, especially on that um, Miami team that knew how to that win. knew how to play. Now he dragged that last team, and he dragged Cleveland. that first team to yeah. Cleveland, that last team in Cleveland. I he, give it, I, he, I give him that. He, yes. he dragged them. I mean, Wade was already a, a MVP. Yeah, yeah. When he and came, then Bosch in. was a you know, all those guys on that Miami. Who team. has playoff experience on this Lakers team? Other than Danny, J.R. Smith, Danny Green, Danny, Danny Green, Green, J.R. Smith. I don't count AD. He got swept. You got at least win Howard. one game. You got at least win one Howard. game. Howard. Howard. Howard's been to the finals. Jared Dudley. Howard's been to the finals. No, Howard's been no, to, not, not yeah, Dudley. No. JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. Role player. But that's what I'm saying. None of them are either the sixth man, either either starter or the sixth man. So therein lies the problem. Uh, how is over? Quinn how, Cook got a couple. They get two. Yeah, we Cook. go to state. Yeah, yeah. Right. So again. Off the bench. 
but not asked to be a role, not asked to be a None of them are playing more than, I would say, 12 minutes a game at this point. That go back to me. That's the coaching. Do you think it's possible that they're just, because they, they already clinched the number one Are they holding back? That they're just, like, coasting yeah, into the playoffs? It's possible. But at this point, you got, what well, they got two games left. I want to see their. Intensity? Yes. Win or lose. Because that's not really the issue. It's how they're losing. That's the issue. Um, if you're playing hard and somebody just has a great night, uh, uh, who was it? Austin Rivers went for what, 41 other? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm good with you. that. Yeah, I get yeah. with that. Right. And Dame's dropping 50 again. I'm good with that. But you're barely scoring and you're losing to teams that you should beat. You can't have that. Because that's effort. And, and if you lack effort, you're going to be – Because by now – You're going to struggle. Even though you're in, the, you're in the bubble by now, granted, you still got some pieces you're looking to come back. By now, you should have honed in kind of on a lineup that you like. You, and you know you're going to drop in the playoffs to yeah. an eight-man rotation. And I still feel like they're trying to figure that out when you watch them play. Well, the one good thing is you got two games to play yeah. around with it a yeah. couple of times to figure out to that point. And luckily, you're going to wind together. up playing Memphis. Now nah, you better hope Memphis, Memphis get in. I don't. In. I don't want to play. Portland getting in. I told you. Portland, Portland is getting in. They only have now Phoenix. Back. <sighs> Phoenix go seven and zero. They go seven and zero. Somebody ahead of them I lose. Just, I, I'm just. I'm just saying. I, don't. At some point you're gonna lose. Yeah, they might lose in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> I. I don't see them going 8-0. 8-0. Okay. And they have to go 8-0 because but I think Portland. E- either way it goes right now. Either way. If I'm the Lakers, not saying they would lose the first round. I'm not saying that. So I no, they no definitely not going to lose the first but round. But I don't want to. I'd rather play Memphis that I know I can easily handle. You can, you can than, sweep Memphis. Than to mess around and have to deal with Portland. Portland who's going to get two. Who, yeah, who got some shooters and some and some players. Portland and then, could get four. They could. They literally <laughs> could. You can send hate mail too. They could. <laughs> I don't think that's far fetched to think that the Blazers could Put beat the Lakers on. in the first round. Put your face on this one. You want to see? You want folks to know? <laughs> I'll do it right now. <laughs> All right, so y'all can see me if y'all watching on Facebook Live. The Blazers can. <laughs> you were can. I didn't say will. I said can. Can beat the Lakers everybody, in a first round match. Everybody don't want to get fined. I, I give them a fifteen percent chance. To I get the Lakers. I mean, I get in the first but, round. But again, to the point is, if I'm the Lakers, I don't want to see Portland. If I'm the Lakers, I don't want to see, Portland. see Phoenix because whatever Phoenix is on, they eat whatever's in they, they, they the Cheerios at, in the bubble is is working. They'll sweep Phoenix. You think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. If they, if Phoenix runs out eight straight and gets in. Maybe or Phoenix seven is, to one. Phoenix is more likely to lose four straight. They like to lose four straight. <laughs> okay, I get you. I got you. Them right. or Memphis, they'll sweep them. I'll give. No, they sweep Memphis. They sweep Memphis. I'll give Phoenix one game. Maybe. One game. Okay. But Portland definitely winning two. Like, you know, gi I give fifteen percent that they could win gotcha. that series. But I don't anticipate them losing the first round. No, now I don't you're looking at the two seven right now would be Clippers and Dallas. If I'm the Clippers, I, I'm the Clippers. I don't want to see Dallas. I don't, don't want to see. Dallas. I don't want to see Luca. That's six games. That's going yeah. six. I don't want to see Luca. Now, I, now I, you talking about y'all give 15 percent chance to the Clippers? I, I give Dallas a, a, 10 percent chance of winning that series. 10 percent. 10 percent. That's it. Yep. Clippers been losing. I give them 20, 25. Well, the, the Mavericks are one game back of Utah for the sixth spot and a game and a half back of Oklahoma City. 
for the fifth spot. Yeah, that could go. So they can wind up anything going from seven to they five. They could move up to five. And then at that point, they're playing the Rockets, who, who've already who've clinched the division, so yeah. they won't fall below four. Yeah. Um, now, from a fan perspective, I wouldn't mind seeing that Dallas Rockets series. I would like that. It's a, it's a, it's a tale of two different styles, but That'd I would love good. to see Luka, who can give it all, give you the inside, uh, the outside. Mr. Triple-Double, Gertz. Yeah. Luka. Yeah, yeah. The rising triple-double. Yeah, yeah. Give me a little Larry Bird, a <laughs> little magic. You know what I mean? A little incentive, a little, you know, little sprinkle in there. Um, so... Utah would, seems to be slipping. I, yep. I would like to play them in the first round. And no one's talking about the third seeded team, I believe, the Nuggets. No the Nuggets, right. The Nuggets are doing exactly what they, they slide and riding up under Quietly. Them, quietly. And, and that's to me. no attention to y'all, them. You know, everybody jumped on Portland or whatever. The Nuggets is the team that I think I said, to me, I wouldn't be surprised if you get a Denver-Milwaukee-type finals because I just feel the Nuggets in the West is the most complete team. They can do a little bit of everything. I think the only team that they probably would really have a problem with, surprisingly, would be Houston. And I think everybody would have a problem with Houston just because. Just that style of play. That style of play. I don't care what you do from college to the pros. You eventually become, you get sped up. It just. It, it happens. It just, you know, you, if they shoot five threes, for some reason, somebody going to shoot two. That shouldn't. But you know what? Going back to Lakes for a second, I was a little disappointed in them shooting so many threes when you have a height advantage. Like, go down to the box. Go beat them get up. an easy basket beat or them something. Up. Right. Beat them up. If, if anything, get foul trouble. But I, the Steph Curry effect, everybody want to shoot threes now. And I understand why AD is outside shooting threes, but still, I want to see him down low where he has an advantage. He's quicker than... Uh, most of the bigs, or he's taller than any four or five. five. Yeah, and the spacing. Okay, so I go down. Maybe I bring it back out. Then size you up, and then go back. He's versatile to be able to do all of that. Then use that to your advantage yeah. instead of turning into Danny Green out there shooting threes. Coaching. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have somebody coaching to say this is what you need to do, and and be in his ear consistently. I I, I just don't think that's Vogel. Oh, okay. Uh, I go. Mm. Uh, another another reason why I like Portland. Gary Trent Jr. has been balling. Yeah, yeah. So it's that adds guys, another score. It's a lot of guys who, who have seemed to be comfortable. Maybe the one thing about the bubble is there is no distraction. Yeah. So you know you see some guys. There's no, there's no family trouble. You know. Well, I mean, well, you don't know what phone calls they getting. Yeah, I'm but, saying no family trouble, and I ain't trying to be. Facetious or anything, just in general, the phone's not ringing. I don't have to worry, you know. Especially these young guys seem to be the ones that really, you know, they're not having to worry about a nightlife or taking care of family or girlfriends yeah. or any type of extra, you know, curricular activities. They are just focused on basketball, and it seems to be paying off for them. And that's the reason why I'm like, well, the young guys the just got out of AAU not too long ago in high school, college, where you're. Kind of confined to this. You're confined, yeah. Like, you check in the hotel. Yeah. You you got to watch your curfew where, you know, otherwise you don't get playing time yeah, yeah. or you get suspended. So that type of mentality, you just left that. So it's a little bit easier to adjust to than a pro where you're free to go and, and do a, whatever. You're a, a veteran. You yeah, mean, you're yeah, a veteran. Yeah, you've yeah. earned the right to go. You don't have to have a quote-unquote bed check at 1 a.m. I'm yeah. veteran. I've earned it right. I yeah. can stay the two, yeah. you know, or whatever the case. 
Gotcha. And of course, that changes the mindset of the younger players. And a lot of these games are every other day. Yeah. Younger, fresher legs. Yeah. A yeah. veteran, it takes you a little while to get going and recoup. Yeah. yeah. Than it would now. That not, might be the. Not, that not, might be not, the one issue. Not for LeBron. Them. Not not seventeen years. Man, in I was seventeen. I'm just talking about the people talking about you know seventeen you know, big body of health. Not LeBron. Not him struggling on back to back. Seventeen is seventeen. He, brought, he brought his hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> He's just, got his wine. <laughs> I'm just messing with the people you know that always want to. Uh, his own personal barber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 17. You should be all right, though. It's 17. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eastern Conference, Milwaukee wrapped it up. Toronto is the two seed. They wrapped that up. Uh, Boston, three seed. That's set. Now, the four, five, six is going to come down to the last game. Miami, Indiana, and Philly it goes in that order. Four, five, six. Uh, let me go ahead and mention Brooklyn is seven and Orlando is eight. You know, that's... That's it. So yeah. everything is set in the east. They'll be out quickly. But the four, five, six, the Miami and Indiana could possibly switch, but I think that's it. Philly, since Ben Simmons is out, ben messed no, up his knee. He another one. Ben Brown can't figure out what to do. Like he, you fire he, Brown. He, he, you fire Brown. I would have fired Brown before COVID. Okay. This, this like to me, this year was his year anyway. So bubble or no bubble. Bubble or no bubble. This was his year anyway. Okay. So. Um, now Brown, you know, now Simmons getting hurt, that's a rough hit or whatever, but um I think he was gonna be out regardless. Regardless? Yeah. So So you're gonna fight a man on his day off? Yeah, he don't get to see um <laughs> Christmas Day. <laughs> now hopefully his agent realized that ain't no need you to worry about next season. Yeah, the the East is probably besides the top four teams, however that plays out to be Miami and Indiana. That's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All it's, the rest of the teams are, they're doing good Milwaukee, to be there. Milwaukee should handle their business. Toronto should handle their business. In that um, first-round matchup, that first yeah. first-round matchup. Uh, your 3-6 three, three, might be kind of interesting just because. Boston the, and Philly. Just a bit, no. Well, if Philly's. If Philly's uh, uh, Philly's going to stay in six. I don't see them yeah, yeah, rising yeah. up then, above then that. Boston should be able to handle that. I won't say with E, 4-1. You know what I mean? Um, and B to get you maybe one. one. Yeah. You know, 4 1. Uh, well, I mean, you still got Tobias Harris there. So they got some. In the Indiana situation, to be interesting. Whether they 4 or 5, to me, it don't matter. Heat in Indiana. Because it's in the bubble, so it's not like you got home court. TJ Warren going to drop. I yeah. mean, let's. Woo! So, you talking um, about a score right yeah. now. I, um, he playing with house money, though. Because when you've always been discredited or you always got to prove something they're waiting on him to have that 12 point game to be like see, see i told that, you i told you yeah yeah i knew i knew who he I was, knew who he was right yeah. <laughs> but he's continuing to drop you know what is he averaging 35 points a game i yeah. want to say mm-hmm. at this point becoming the one of the mvps of the yeah. bubble yeah. Uh, between him uh devin booker and dane and i don't i wouldn't don't leave out don't leave out harden Harden. The only reason why we ain't talking about hard because Booker Booker's been Booker, winning Booker. game last game shots and, and, and Dame and they're undefeated it. But Dame only because Portland has so far to come. Both he, those teams had so far to come, come up, up and to even be relevant. Him averaging forty five right. last week basically. So, but I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting. But yeah, it's the top four teams in the East, and that's it. I mean, it's the, that's the conversation. I I give the Raptors a decent shot. They've only lost one game. Yeah. And they're playing good defense. They're yeah. playing team ball. They're, they're team ball. So, and I like their coach. I do. Who can make adjustments? 
Yes. In game. <laughs> uh, speaking of, um, we're talking about um, the MVPs of the bubble, Luca, and how well he's been playing. What did you think about him saying that um, Brandon Ingram, B.I., should be on the most improved list, not him? Oh, because Luke, two well, things. Ingram is. Huh? He is. No, Brandon, Brandon is. I mean, Brandon He's is on the most important. No, I'm sorry. The guy from Charlotte. My Devontae bad. Graham. Oh, Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham. Sorry. Thank you. Um, no, two things about that. Yeah, I get it. It's good sportsmanship. Yeah. Luca. But that Luca tells me I am not worrying about that. I'm worrying about MVP. And you chips. Know, and chips. I don't care less about most approved. Right. I won the rookie of the year. Right. Cool. Nothing in between that. I, this is what I'm. Yeah. These are my goals. Levels. You you don't you don't hurt me if, if I don't get this most improved. I, I need to. But be, I thought it showed a lot of respect to, yeah. to name somebody who went from what was it like two or three points a game to averaging fifteen to sixteen, yeah. and then like three rebounds to I think he's like at seven. Yeah, I want to say the, the problem is though Charlotte ain't winning, so and they're not there. They're not there. Yeah. So I mean, but he, but the fact that he even mentioned them shows the the fraternity of them. As well as the, I recognize that yeah. this is one of the players yeah, they that's playing well. They, they, they all, they, he, they he's, watch he's watching other. to see what's, you know, yeah. So, I, I like that. I see some people talk about, um, they try to, you know, where, you know, people always trying to be messy. They were talking about, well, <laughs> you know, what Harden's been doing the last six years and Luka does it for two years. Why are we giving Luka, and I wanted to say, I just didn't have time. I was like, but the one thing Harden hasn't done and Luka has done in a different league He's been a champion in a different league. In a different league. And that's the whole reason why that the the everybody was like, at least me anyway, was like I had rather had Luca here in Atlanta than Trey Young. Now Trey Young has made me eat those words. So I will, you know Trey was built for Atlanta. I, I like I I I won't say eat the words. I've come around to understand and appreciate what Trey can do here in Atlanta. I still have rather had Luca. Luca. Right. Um Overall, but think about it. Phoenix could have had Luca and Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been real big man, real, real one-two punch. Imagine been, that. They would have been the old, uh, the old Utah. <laughs> Speaking of players being friendly, uh, how you, how did you like the fact that um, they missed the two free throws to lose the game? Of course, he came back with a. Uh, 51 to win the game, but Pat Bev and uh, PG oh, yapping out. I love, I love it. it. But I love I love Dane's response, man. Right. I done sent you I home, sent you home. <laughs> and I just sent you home last year. <laughs> y'all, y'all all know. Y'all all know what that feel like. Right. I think the one person that probably shouldn't have said nothing really should have been Paul George. Beverly, that's who Beverly that's is. That's who he is, right? That's who Beverly is. That's how he, Beverly if he's got down there. 20, he's yeah. still talking. And I don't matter. recall, I'm not saying it happened, I just don't remember him getting sent. Maybe the team got no, sent no. home. But well, I, yeah, that the, the game winner Dame hit against the Rockets to win the series like five years ago. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beverly yeah. was on that team. Beverly yeah, was yeah. on the team. I was okay. saying, right, I, don't right, right. Re- I, I, re- I don't remember on him. The shot wasn't on him, but yeah. he was on the floor. He was on the floor. I get that. I understand where. We know why Dane was like, I sent you and your team home before. You know what it tastes like. But George is still, no still fresh. Like, <laughs> he has no room. <laughs> and the thing is, <laughs> it, what, he has no room. And two, y'all getting on Dame about a regular season game. He sent y'all home, home from the playoffs. Right. He, he is a commercial. <laughs> right. Paul George is a commercial. <laughs> and he shouldn't talk. He's a commercial from the bubble. 
Right. Devin Booker just sent him home <laughs> in the bubble. In the bubble. When, when Booker made the last second, last second shot to win that game. Uh-huh. So it's not even like recent history. You are history right now. <laughs> if you Paul George, I like, love it though. But I love it. At the same time, I love it. You know, hey, it's maybe, good for basketball. Maybe Paul it's, it's basketball talk. You supposed to talk trash. You supposed to talk trash. Between right. the white lines, ain't nobody nothing nice about being in between the white lines. You <laughs> 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 say it's supposed to be nice. Oh man, hey, we're gonna take a quick break. We come back. We got WNBA. This is DNA Sports Talk. Eleven hundred AM is right here. Hello, this is DNA Sports Talk. This is Donna D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Make sure you follow DNA Sports Talk on Twitter, DNA Sports Talk on Instagram, DNA Sports Talk on Facebook, DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Our website www.dnasportstalk.com. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it. It's a touchdown. Entertainment. Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows? Well, isn't that special? All on one app? Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. 404-603-8770 is that number again. 404-603-8770. Live on Facebook, Periscope. Got all the kinks working out today, looks like. Everything seems to be loading fairly well. Um, just finished discussing the NBA and the bubble and shout out once again to Devin Booker, Coach Monty Williams and the Phoenix Suns six and oh only Bring your light skin back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we go to WNBA, uh Leonard Dream boy had some real close games last week. Unfortunately, 0 and three though. <sighs> Especially I thought I said before uh, last week I thought they might get two of the three. I figured they would beat Dallas. That Phoenix game, I, I was gonna gonna possibly give them one on there, but uh, just didn't work out. But you can tell a young team that hasn't played together and kind of missing that continuity of not obviously playing together. You have what? Maybe they had uh, two weeks to kind of practice together. Mm-hmm. And then get ready for this 22-game season. But there has been one bright 
shining star, and that's going to be, you already give it to her, Rookie of the Year, Miss Kennedy Carter. I mean, she is playing some basketball. And unfortunately for her, it doesn't look like she's going to play tonight against the Connecticut Sun. Tweaked her ankle, so looked like that she might be out this evening. Um, I hope that's only for one game so that it doesn't affect, you know, her chances of staying rookie of the year going forward at this point. But I got to give Coach Collins a lot of credit that she she has them playing. And against certain teams, i.e. Phoenix, they could have easily been blown out in that game. But they're, they're fighting hard. They're playing great defense. And that's all you can ask for at this point. Um, unfortunately, two and five. But once they learn how to how to finish how games. How to finish games. Gotta learn how to finish games. They're gonna be a deadly team to contend with. Now, there are other teams who are looking to be head and shoulders uh, above the rest at this point. In particular, Chicago Sky. I didn't expect them to continue to play as well as they do. Five and two right now. But the number one seed is Seattle Storm. And of course they missed their Superstar, Superstar. Uh, Brianna um, Stewart, Stewie, last year but from injury. Now nah, she's you, back. You brought it. You brought that up last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that she's back, they look like the team to beat. Won four straight games, looking like I won't say unbeatable, but they're the closest thing to unbeatable. We talked about on the men's side how it's a toss-up. You know, anybody could win based on their style of play, whatever could happen. But it's looking like Seattle, if I had to put your $500, since you said five, and, <laughs> five ain't poor, you know? 500 to you is poor. So hey. if I had to put your $500 on <laughs> instead of my five, I would put Seattle right now going ahead, well, winning it all. in the susu, we good. <laughs> <laughs> Got your two. <laughs> Got my two. <laughs> But they're playing great defense. And the premier matchup was, was that Saturday night? Them against uh, the Mercury. You basically had the two legends in the game. You had um, Sue Bird against um, Diana Taurasi mm-hmm. in that particular game. And, of course, as we mentioned, uh, Seattle came out on top. That could have been a finals preview. You know, we'll look to see how things I'll shake up. Work out. But that could be it. Um Seattle again, number one. You got Minnesota Lynx, five and two. Chicago Sky, five and two. And the other team that I mentioned, the Las Vegas Aces. That's that other squad that you got to be real yeah, careful got, about. You got, you got our own, our home girl, Angel McCartney, hometown down there, getting it in. Yes, playing well. It looked like. Why well, you could do that here? Angel. <laughs> she was hurt. Nah, she, I know. She I was messed, hurt. I He's messing with that Angel. That's that's the A in DNA. <laughs> You gotta do don't, that. don't 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 bring you gotta, that here. Why you gotta do that somewhere else, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you got the player of the week, um, Asia Wilson, who balled out, averaging twenty five a game, eight rebounds, and a little over a block. I mean, they have all the pieces in place, and you got a crazy coach in um, Bill and Beer. Yep. So, we, you talked Ooh. about coaching in the last segment with NBA. You got a coach who's won. Two championships, mm-hmm. knows what it takes, yeah. and he's, and been he's got the right the WNBA coach as well. 
Yeah. It's just not, just not his like first time having a good team. Um, so I forget where he was at prior to uh, the Aces. Someone in the East Coast was the Liberty. <sighs> where was yes. Bill and Was it the Liberty? And he coached the. Then they were the Detroit Shock. Okay. Yeah. He, okay. I yeah. think now they're. He was the, Dallas Wings. He was, now? he was Detroit's first head coach in the yeah. WNBA. In the WNBA. Right. Yeah. And then with the Liberty. Okay. So. Yeah. So, like you say, someone who's familiar with the landscape of the WNBA and how they play. Uh, I, I like the Aces to be one of the top four teams. Of course, you know, top four is, all, again, it's all about matchups mm-hmm. there, since there is no home court. But I, I like their chances. It's It would be a good first-round matchup if we were starting out because you had them against the Sparks. That's the 4-5 yeah. uh, who are 4-3 and three in Phoenix is 4-3 and three at this time. Dallas would be the seventh seed at 3-4 and four, and currently right now the Washington Mystics, the defending champs would be the eighth seed at three and four. And the Liberty got to give them congratulations. They finally they got their first win. win. Yeah, they won in six. They won in six. <laughs> Just like the Connecticut Sun, they were one in six as well. But Liberty, of course, losing their star player, uh, rookie uh, Sabrina Anascu. Did I say it right night? Boy, I tell you, boy. Hooked on phone has worked for me. Um, <laughs> you're, you're on that one. Z- <laughs> uh, looking good, looking good. Um, they played the um, Aces tough the other night, lost by two. And I think that's one of the things we were talking about the Atlanta Dream, not being able to finish game where you got the Aces who learned how to finish yeah. games. Well, they got uh, some veteran leadership on the on the court, though. Veteran leadership on there, uh, which allowed them to beat the the Sparks the other night as well, 86-82. So they're in a lot of close games, but having the roster that they have makes it so much easier for them to pull out late games and have a coach who can give you the X's and O's, knowing what his players can and can't do yeah. to, to make shots down the stretch. And then you got to have a superstar. And they got two, actually. You can go to... Aja yeah. and be like, go get us a bucket, or even you go to Angel and be like, hey, clear out, clear out. One one of y'all can go get a mismatch. bucket. A matter of fact, it's uh, I would say it's a mirror. It's like Aja is a, younger a younger version, version of Angel. Of <laughs> so perfect job for her, not only playing and could win a championship, but also a little bit of coaching. And she was doing that with the Dream, trying to coach them up when she was on the sideline. But Dream just haven't had enough time for the players to gel and form. And I think that that will allow Coach Collin at least two more years. Yeah, so every situation. So next year going in, they got to be a playoff team. Yeah. If not, I could see her being really on the hot seat coming into 2022 two, to yeah. where if you start 0-2, 0-3, automatically yeah, gone yeah, yeah. because – the regular season for them is 30 it's 34, games. 34 games anyway, so, so I'm you, not going to go can't, no yeah, more than 10 and waste a third of the season. You, you can't yeah. do that right. Yeah. But I think if they start off decently next year, next season, whenever next season starts for them, then she should be good to go at that point. Um, let's go PGA. So congratulations are in order for Colin Monacqua. He won the first major of the year, the PGA Championship that was held in Hyden Park, which is um, inside the city of San Francisco by the bay. He had an amazing shot on 16, par 
four. It was about 349, I want to say. Drove the green, left it for seven feet away for his eagle putt. It was a log jam outside the beginning of the final round. Dustin Johnson was in the lead. I say about 30 or 40 minutes into it, there were six people tied for first at 10 under, no, nine under at the time. Then um, it was one person that had the lead at that point. Then by 16, 14 is where uh, Mokunawa chipped in for a birdie and broke a log jam that had seven people tied at 10 under. He went to 11 under at that point. And then again, his eagle on 16 sealed the deal. He went up 13 under and nobody could catch him at that point. Paul Casey finished at 11 under and Dustin Johnson birdie 18 to finish tie for second, who was the leader going into Sunday. Uh, two behind Mokunawa, only 23 years old, went to Cal University, so local guy, yes. And played extremely well under the conditions for his first major and first really i mean he's had one other victory but i mean this is something to be 23 years old and have that kind of pressure or maybe he didn't see this pressure <laughs> again all this is because, kind of funny well i mean i think it's still i think golf is still pressure crowd or no crowd you're still playing you're still against, playing playing against the other guys so and all of them look at the leaderboard too because usually you would hear a roar or some claps or something to make you look at the leaderboard. Without having that, you you have to either be dialed into what you're doing and then take a peek. Yeah. Because otherwise, you wouldn't know whether you need to you know be aggressive or to lay back. And you could tell he did that after he eagled 16. 17 was the par three. He was probably about a good 20 feet from the pin, but he was like, put it on the green, I two put, I get a par. 18 fairway get on the green to put like i don't so, have to to force it i just need to play it safe because the rest of the guys and he was uh second to the last you know the rest of the guys who were in contention basically dunce dunce had to basically birdie out to catch him and tie him so in, in this in this scenario now with uh like everything else with golf though how important is your caddy now um to like that kind of scenario to say hey you know, you at 13 under, the rest Huge. of the rest of the pack is at 10. You know, they got to do X, Y, Z just to remind you, hey, no need for you to go right. to that club. I mean, all you need is is the caddy, kind of the Huge at that point, kind of a coach on the on, it is on the course because as well. You could so let's say on 18, he puts one in the in the uh, middle of the fairway. You know, it's no need to go pin seeking and try and put it five feet from the hole, let's say with an eight iron, your um, instru- um, or nine iron, your cat would be like, hey, here's a nine iron, just put it up there, nice. Be like, no, give me, no, you play this club. Like, <laughs> this is your club yeah. you're going to use. Now, of course, it depends on the relationship you have with your caddy. Um, most of the time, I mean, it's the player's final decision, but if they give it to you and they take the bag and walk back so you can swing, they're trying to tell you, look, trust me on this one. Yeah. You just want to get it up there, you know, hire many yards you out, play that shot, and we can win this thing. And, okay. I mean, and it makes sense because on average, caddies get 2% of the earnings. So okay. yeah. <laughs> you want to make sure. That part. That <laughs> You want to make sure that you, you don't play blow the this shot thing. you want. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Uh, your boy Tiger finished, what was it? I think tied for 37th. He finished uh, one 
one under for the round, I want to say. So he did make the cut. He was kind of in jeopardy there um, after Friday's round. What, what did he He shot a 72. It was a par 70. I want to say, I know Friday and Saturday he both shot 72. So he did make the cut. I, I, I forgot they were in San Francisco when I was saying that he wouldn't make the cut. And I almost was right on that. You predicted right he would because it was windy and cold. And when you have back problems like he does, that's not good. You would rather play somewhere where it's warmer and you can be a little bit more loose. We even saw Brooks Kepka, who had come back from injury, have to have his trainer come over during Saturday's round and give him a hip adjustment. Yeah, warm him up. Yeah. So, and that was during the round. So, if Brooks is getting it during the round, I could have seen easily seen Tiger needing to, I don't think he would have withdrew, but played a lot worse because of the cooler conditions. Yeah. But having played in, who was it, five weeks, I want to say, that he hadn't played a competitive round, it was a decent showing for him. Yeah. We'll see what happens coming up. They got the Wyndham coming up this weekend, and then the Northern Trust in two weeks starts the, the playoffs okay. for the PGA Championship. But I was disappointed in Brooks Kepka. He won 2018, 2019. He was going for a three-peat. He was two shots starting off on Sunday from the lead, two or three, and just played a horrible round. And I don't know if he was yapping with um, Dustin Johnson or not. Like, you know, he kind of took a shot at Dustin Johnson. Yeah, he only has one major. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> you know, golf, golf is a gentleman's game, but come uh, on, Avengers! Yeah. <laughs> Ain't none of y'all Tony Starks, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't be talking noise. But he, you know, he took a little jab. But Roy came to Dustin Johnson's defense, though. He was like, "Yeah, he might have one, but he has one. Like, it takes a lot to win a major." Yeah, all Avengers right now, everybody. <laughs> Everybody but then, to but out then Roy, but then Roy <laughs> took a little little jab. He's like, "Yeah, but he's won twenty one victories, which is three times more than you." So, it's Avengers, man. Yeah, they, it's Avengers. <laughs> we got Captain America. They all fight. You know, Roy, Roy, Roy the Roy the Arrow dude. <laughs> What's his name? Hawk, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> we got Captain America, Hawkeye, and um, Captain America's buddy Bucky. Bucky. I did fuck. <laughs> Out there fussing at each other because ain't nobody dealing with Tony Starks, <laughs> aka Tiger Woods. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was a little disappointed, Brooks. It, it was good to see him and um, Bryson DeChambeau paired together because they're the the big long hitters that you know bomb in and yeah yeah just kill it. But <sighs> we'll see what happens. Looking Man, forward to and and to not have Tiger in contention was okay because. It was the first major. It had all the drama once again. Yeah. Uh, but in a two-hour span, you had one person leading, three people tied at first, one person, six people, then yeah. finally seven, and then one person broke away. You can't ask for much more when you don't have the needle yeah. <laughs> in condition. Uh, this is DNA Sports Talk. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about college football, mental health, uh, I guess Miss Fisher should be coming in. This is DNA Sports Talk, 1100 AM. Be right back. You are tuned into WWE. 
1100. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Hey. I'm Murfinetti. You could say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judiciary system, to the political world, <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at MurfinettiFashions.MyBigCommerce.com Or just six. The staff here at Real 1100 AM would like to encourage you to social distance yourselves. While you may feel disconnected, you can always connect with us at Real1100.com. So remain at a safe distance. Call, text, or email a friend and tell them to join you at real1100.com. And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. If you don't agree. Say so. 404-603-8770 is our number to call in. 404-603-8770. Live on Periscope as well as Facebook. And with us on the phone, we have Miss Nicole Fisher. How you feeling? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm sorry. Dr. Nicole Fisher. My apologies. Oh, that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. She is the founder and president of Health and Human Rights Strategies, Healthcare and Human Rights Focus Advertising Firm in D.C., Global Health Policy Advisor to Capitol Hill, spoken at the U.N. before, uh, contributor to Forbes, Am I getting all these accolades correct? I mean, this sounds great. (laughs) So glad that you are finally able to come on and talk some health, mental health, and how it relates to sports. Took you long enough. That's right. We, I don't know how long ago it was, but I feel like 
I blocked off a call on my calendar like two years ago. And then we're like, oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it, right. Uh, it was actually... It only took a pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> but how appropriate, though. That's your wheelhouse, correct? It is my wheelhouse. That's right. Okay. Uh, I got to ask you, so much is going on with college football. Should the kids play? Should they not? The health concerns? Let's hear from the expert yourself. I mean, I, there's not one right answer. Okay. Um, I say that because... Uh, you know, I come at this in a really weird way, to be honest. So, you know, my doctorate's in public health, but my background's in neuroscience. So actually, you and I met originally through talking about traumatic brain injuries and concussion right. and stuff like that, right? And about safety mm -hmm. and health. Um, and those conversations are different then, but not so different from the conversations of today, which is like, are the people in charge listening to the students? Are they actually protecting? Are they looking out for their best interests? Um, and you know, are they respecting the human, each individual player? And so, you know, we're in a place where we know athletes uh, mentally. We know athletes very well. They're the best at what they do. They're passionate. Their futures depend on their performance. So they want to go. They want to go 150 percent all the time. And at the same time, you know. Pre-pandemic, we had things like trainers to say, hey, you're going to hurt yourself. You need to sit out again. You know, you, we had people who would sort of put up some barriers and say, I got to protect you from yourself. Um, in this case, you know, we've entered a, a new world where people are hesitant to trust some of the experts. Everything's political. And we know, I mean, there's a lot of money to be made in, in a fall football season. So... You have to constantly question, anytime someone says something publicly, who are they really looking out for? And so it makes it very difficult uh, to, to be sure that every school, every program, every coach is looking out for each and every player. Gotcha. Now, Nick Saban has come out and said that it's safer for the kids to be there than at home. Is that true? I mean, if you've got Nick Saban money <laughs> and you you can afford to have a private place for every person mm. and all the specialty 24-7 care and testing that maybe Nick Saban can, that's a different story okay. than a lot of universities and programs around the country and I'd even venture to say if you looked beyond the football program I bet not every college athlete would get uh, the kind of protection that Nick Saban <laughs> might be able to give them so you know schools aren't just making football decisions they're making uh, quote unquote student athlete decisions okay. Is it, would someone possibly make that decision based on getting sued if oh, I'm a yeah. college athlete and oh I mean, I think a lot of people work from a defensive position. Um, you know, universities are taking huge hits right now. I mean, just look at, I tweeted the other day a side-by-side -side picture, and I, I didn't make it. It came from other people in Georgia showing the kinds of, like, duct tape and plexiglass they were using to put up over desks for protection versus 
what they were doing in the locker room, right? So, <laughs> you know, we all know those funding streams are very different. So uh, schools are weighing a lot of things, whether they should bring all students back on campus, some students back on campus. And then you got to look at which students actually bring you revenue, which don't. Um, and we know that for the most part, college football, depending on where you live in the country, brings a whole revenue. That makes sense. I have, I have a question for you. So is there any studies out there now that are coming out as far as um, looking at long-term effects for those individuals, um, just the general population that have um, contracted um, COVID-19? It's a mixed bag, to be honest. Um, there's, I mean, we live in a world where if you believe something and you look it up, you can find something to validate you <laughs> and your opinion, um, for better or worse. This virus is new. Uh, you know, in retrospect, we may find that it's, I mean, we've already learned it's not as deadly as initially thought, but we've also learned it's far more contagious. Um, there are neuroscience studies that just started in recent weeks. Um, we finally have enough brains to collect that we, you know, unfortunately can be looking at what are the neurological effects. Uh, Lung-wise, we know there's something happening. We clearly see that some people don't even know they have the virus. Other people, uh, I know... Uh, the Super Bowl in Miami, early February, was actually a spreader event. And there are quite a few people that left Miami, thought they had the worst case of the flu they've ever had. Come to find out it was COVID. Five, six months later are still having problems during workouts. So we know something's happening, but we don't know to who and why. Mm, that's scary but uh especially not knowing the long-term effects that something can have like you said the mortality is not an issue but the lingering effects to a person's health that will probably play into whether a college football player decides to play or not i'm about to say there's now there's a business side to that the business for side. the individual itself so if you're if you're a class a world-class athlete do I take that risk, risk or not. to jeopardize my next two exactly. to three years of earning power? Mm-hmm. And that is the question. And I think that is where the potential earnings, the autonomy, the business power of, of each player, I, I wholly respect whether you're a college, professional. Like, you have to make a decision for yourself, not just for you, for your family. You know, there's a lot of guys that live with grandparents. Or their grandparents live with their children. You know, you've got to weigh those family options. And then you also have to think, what if I am one of the people that six months later, I went from being able to run five miles at a certain pace to now I can only do one mile before I I need oxygen or I got to stop. And and unfortunately, we don't know. And and that's okay in the sense that... um, as someone coming from the public health world, no one ever has to watch science happen in real time. Most people don't have to watch science happen in real time. It's hard and it's long. Uh, I mean, this COVID is not cholera. But for example, during the cholera outbreak, 
it took 70 years for us to figure out what it was. I mean, people talk about, you know, the flu. We still can't control the flu. It mutates. It's a virus. It changes. So, you know, what comes back to us in the fall from places like Brazil, Argentina, that are right now in winter, uh, they're going to pass something back up to us in the fall. What is that going to look like? We don't know for sure. It might be exactly the same. It might be better. It might be worse. We don't know. So I got, I got I got one more question for you. Coming from the science world, and this might get you in a little bit of trouble. That's what I do. Um, do so we all we all talk about this new world, right? That we're in. We guess we're basically in the new world now. Do you see mass and things of that nature kind of falling off to the wayside, or is that here to stay? For the foreseeable mm-hmm. future, like e- like even if this, um, even if there is a, a vaccine, vaccine that comes out, um, do you still see what's in place now to continue in place for the foreseeable future? Mm, I do see a lot of things staying in place, even if a vaccine comes. Um, the first vaccine isn't going to do everything we need it to do. I mean, we are working at speeds that science has never been able to to produce before. So, I mean, we've still got a learning curve. And, you know, I hate to say it for those who are like, everything needs to go back to normal. But this is life. You know, nature throws things at you and you got to figure it out. Um, I guess I would also say, and I, you know, I'll own my bias. Having worked in like more than 40 countries to the rest of the world or most of the rest of the world wearing a mask is like not even a thing that you think twice about if you're sick or if there's something going around it's what you do i mean there's a reason when you look at images of people who live in other countries it's not abnormal to see them with a face covering of some sort uh it's just a respect thing it's a community thing Uh, I've worked in countries all over Asia, Southeast Asia. I would never walk in anywhere without, you know, pulling up some kind of something, even if it's a scarf, just because everybody's, you know, just respectful. Um, So I won't go so far as to say masks are wholly uh, an American problem, but (laughs) I will say we are behaving... Towards Childishly. a piece of... I got you. Yeah. I got you. No, no, it won't be your words. I'll say it for you. We are spoiled brats here. here. No, and I, and, I, and I got you. I will fill in the blanks for you so they can... They can, they can we, have a, we have a saying around here. You can send hate mail to us. We in America, because both me and Don have been out of the country several times. You know, you know, we don't live in a bubble. We've experienced certain things. We here in, a, in, in the States, we are spoiled brats. And so... And um, that is how, that is how, I'll tell you, I'm on calls all the time with people <laughs> in other countries, and they don't get it. Like, it's when, when it comes up in conversation, it's like they literally are baffled, and they assume the people who don't believe in vaccinations are the same people that don't wear masks. 
They're just like, and they well, they might, just don't they believe in science. They might be right. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and then I'm just like, well, you know, Americans believe in independence. And they're like, no, y'all are just rude. Yeah. The quote is on us. There's we'll no problem. The we'll, quote, we, we'll, we'll own it. <laughs> N- yeah, not a problem. And yeah, and you've got people in India, you know, Playing other sports, they're playing their version of football and China, you know, and, and they're like, it's 115 degrees. It's wet season. Like, we're fine. What's your problem? Like, it's just Americans are Americans. We are different. <laughs> and we, um, you know, I, I guess the, the biggest bummer to me is there's nothing more American to me than football and college football in particular. And so to think that it's it's a lot of the same people I see saying we should force these kids to go do something for our entertainment are the same people who have refused to participate in the collective good, putting these young men and women in harm's way or potentially in harm's way. And that's just, to me, it's just so hypocritical. Agreed there? Uh, no, 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 no argument. <laughs> right. So now, with the season that's going to happen, <laughs> for some, are there some checkpoints that you would like for to to, to see occur from your um, professional opinion? Like you would hope they would implement. Uh, I, uh, what I would like is for people to just be decent, which feels like a big ask right now, but. <laughs> Um, seriously, between here, I mean, let's be honest, it is August, per this call. Between here and November, everything is going to escalate. Everything. And things that should not ever be political oh, will yeah. be made political. Correct. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's the season. Yeah, and coming from a, a public health perspective, wearing a mask should not ever be political. Uh, and yet here we are. And so I think the next few months are going to be even worse. I think they're going to be harder. I think we're mentally exhausted, whether we're talking about equality, whether we're talking about racism, whether we're talking about sports, public health, whatever it is, we're exhausted mentally. And so I think for the next few months, um, really just decency and respect shouldn't be too much to ask. If, If any guy or girl, depending on what sport we're talking about, makes a decision for themselves, then, you know, we, we've got to respect it. And if numbers in certain states, I mean, because you guys are Atlanta-based. Right. So. Yeah, we I the, mean, we the, we. You're not talking we, about just. We the were the capital for a yeah. second. And, you know, I think. Uh, right. You're talking about everybody. Yeah. You're yeah. talking about, I mean, everything from. You know, the practices to the trainers, the facilities, you're talking about tailgates, you're talking about alumni, you're talking, but if you go to like North Dakota, they're not, you know, their economy, the things they're, it's not the same conversation. So I think um, we're going to see a lot of people breaking from the norm. I think we're going to see people making decisions that go against the conference, against the team, uh, whatever it is. And for better or worse, everybody now has Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and everything. You know, whatever people feel 
it's going to get put out there. And, and so I think the next few months, we're going to see so much conflict. And I think we have learned in the last couple of years, sport, sport can be the ultimate form of diplomacy, in my opinion. Uh, the whole world can come together around sports. At the same time, sport can divide people in really crazy ways. So the next couple months are going to be tough for everyone. Let me ask you something around that mental part. How is it mentally, the mental health of players like the NBA, WNBA, NHL, when they're in a bubble and they're, they're going to be there for like three months? How does that, you, you mentioned like it's going to be some rough times, but especially those athletes. Um, I think like a lot of industries, I mean, you're naturally going to have your introverted people who are super okay with being alone, being chill, staying where they are, ordering in, focusing I think there's a whole other group of people that are extroverted. They're used to going out all the time. It could be that they're used to being around their families, their kids all the time. It's going to be really hard for those people. Um, it takes it takes your brain a good two weeks to get used to anything. So like, you know, to break a habit or to stop, I mean, even little things like to stop eating salt or cuts all that, right? Like it takes a couple weeks for your body to start processing a change. Three months is a really big ask of people who have lived a completely different life. Uh, so, so I think some people will be okay. Um, I know my better half, he, he'd love it. He'd be cool. He'd be like, no one's going to deal, like bother me for three months. <laughs> amazing. He'd be like, you're not going to constantly talk to me and interrupt me for three months? I love it. <laughs> Whereas, you know, I, I think there's a lot of other people, they're going to break the rules. It's just, it's just kind of humans, you know, humans are going to human. And um, so the incentives have to be, the incentives have to be in place to keep them from breaking the rules and or a little bit of leeway has got to be built in. Just knowing that, I mean, these are, you know, grown men and women. They can walk out the door if they want. <laughs> wow, we've seen a lot of that. A lot of that, right. Uh, right? They can go get yeah. food down the street right. in the lobby. <laughs> or uh, You brought up concussions and the um, neural side of it. How we, and it's, I guess more so in football, that's, Football, I guess, and soccer probably the major sports of concussions. Have we gotten better at finding, detecting it early, and you know, the use of hel certain helmets? Has it gotten better? Um, not a ton. Um, I would say, can we do a lot to prevent it right now? No. We don't know enough. Uh, unfortunately, as I'm sure you all know, you know, those kinds of tests and the diagnosis, the official, like, this is what it is, that comes after death. So we are learning a lot. But I think the biggest problem is, like, the word concussion. It, it doesn't have a formal definition. In fact, 
almost the last time I looked, uh, I don't know a single major insurance company in the U.S. that covers concussion. And the reason is because they don't know what that word means. It could mean a series of symptoms. It could mean a series of long-term issues. Um, and as you, you know, if you know anything about the medical world, if you can't define it and you can't give it a code, the doctor can put in a system and they can get paid for it. It's it's not really a thing. So um, we're in a we're in a really tough spot with. Uh, that that term concussion um, CTE those kinds of things we know just like we talked about with COVID to be honest we know something's going on and when you look at the proportion and the numbers of people there's something happening but because we're not at a place where we can be inside the body and we don't have enough you know comparative cases we don't know and we're seeing like anything else, you know, depending on where you live, your age, your gender, your race, your like all these things matter. And so um, there is no, in my opinion, there's no helmet that's going to save you. Mm. There's no, I've been pitched many times, uh, <laughs> chin straps or, uh, you know, whatever. None of that is the answer. Um, are they better than nothing? Maybe, yeah. Are they the answer? No. Okay, because we had um, Dr. Hutchinson. He had developed yeah. a mouth guard, and you know he was saying that that Reduce. severely reduces the chances. The key word is reduce. Reduce, right? You got to watch Don, Dr. Fisher. Argue. He likes to use the word never, and, you know, <laughs> things of that right? nature. <laughs> Him. You did okay. Um, That's I got. What I would say to that is, uh, I'm trying to pick my words very carefully. <laughs> Your the way. Oh, so once, actually, many Super Bowls ago, uh, I had a glass of wine, and the way I described it was, I held up my glass and I said, "Look, if you put a helmet on this glass of wine, which is the equivalent of a koozie, and I drop it, the glass isn't going to break." But everything inside this glass is going to slosh around and spill out. Your brain, the way it rattles around in your skull, putting a helmet on in many ways is like, great, you're not going to break your skull. That's actually a huge success. The same with your jaw, right? If you have a certain kind of mouth guard, chin protector, if you can keep things stable, then yes, that is a success. Does that keep your brain, which is sitting in liquid inside your skull, from rattling around and bruising? No. Does it make it rattle around less? Maybe. But it doesn't stop the liquid in the glass from sloshing around. It protects the outside features. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah so I, perfect I, sense. Big person. Yeah. So it's no different than how we build houses for earthquakes. The house is still going to move, and if the earthquake is big enough, the house is going to come down anyway. Yeah, yeah, so all these things are protective, but what they protect are the outside structure. And thus, you know, if you can keep the neck, the jaw, the mouth, whatever, you know, exactly. The more body parts you can keep from moving around, great, the better it is. Do any of those stop the brain from bruising and getting hurt? No. From rattling around, 
no. They're just, to me, it's like a really good umbrella. <laughs> it's like you're mostly dry. Wow. Okay. In a big storm, are you ever going to be completely dry? No, you're not, <laughs> right? Your shoes, your pant legs, you're still going to get wet. It's, you're running head to head into people, and your brain isn't done developing until your mid 20s. So, you know, especially frontal lobe, helmet to helmet. You know, uh, <laughs> some, but but you got to keep in mind your brain is an organ. Yeah, and think about all the guys who they take hits hour after hour, two a days, hundred degree heat, their whole lives, and they're fine. And then you've got, I'll go to like basketball. But then you got like the Derrick Roses of the world, and it's just like every time you turn around, <laughs> you know that. We're all different, and so for some people, I think the brain is susceptible to certain things, and to other people, it's not. But again, we don't know, so every hit is a risk. So that means we shouldn't have little league or pee wee league with, well, with helmets. Well, they've man. done that though. They've they've taken away a lot of the. Um, they reduced the, the the eleven to five on five or seven okay. on seven. They've you know made a lot of those yeah. younger uh, flag football. You know they've taken that away because um, according to what you're saying, Nicole, like if you're not developed to the twenties, then definitely you don't want your yeah. brain sloshing around with hits. It's five years old. Yeah. Yes. No, uh, and in fact, I won't take a lot of hard stances um, in sport because you know everybody's life is different. That is a place I have no problem taking a hard stance. Little kid, their frontal lobe, which is the the very front part of your brain, it's what does all your high-level thinking. It tells you what's right, what's wrong, how to process tough decisions, how to make good decisions, risk. That's all there. So, you know, if you're a 20-year-old man, do you. (laughs) Do you make your own decisions? If, he, if a five-year-old kid is, to me, that's absolutely unnecessary. It's in its own form of just child abuse. I mean, their, their brain is so soft. Those neurons have not connected. They, that's, and it's not necessary. I mean, we've seen in plenty of cases, there are guys who didn't do full tackle until or until college and or through college or even now the Ivy Leagues do no tackle or, you know, helmet to helmet practices they do in games and the last I talked to someone I think it was at Dartmouth once they get to the NFL there were absolutely no differences in their performance because they focus so much on practice that you didn't need to hit helmet to helmet in practice Yeah, yeah even the NFL had reduced the uh, full yeah. pads, full pads and, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but no, I do know the Pee Wee, the little leagues have gone away from from, that. from tackling, you know, to almost strictly flag football Thanks for them. And you, and you know, again, you have adults who, you know, they get wrapped up and live through their, you know, through, through the kids. So <laughs> that's the biggest you, you, problem. Yeah. So they <laughs> they have no idea. They're not. They're not. They're not you, Doctor Fisher. They don't have any idea about a frontal lobe or a back lobe or or earlobe. <laughs> so they they got the kids out there doing all kind of stuff. So um, you know, it, yeah, it, it has been a protection gotta, for them. 
Yeah, but you got to me. That's no different than like these, you know, Sunday couch quarterbacks <laughs> who are like, I can't believe this guy in the league would sit out a season. That's your entertainment. You're just mad because you're vicariously living through somebody else. That that's that's your problem. That's not. <laughs> A kid doesn't need, there are certain things, you know, they need to be outdoors. They need to be doing physical activity. They need to play on teams. You know, all that stuff is great. Sports are wonderful. There are certain things you just don't, I mean, we have in Little League, kids can only throw so many pitches because we don't want them to hurt their shoulder because it will ruin their career. There, And yet we don't have helmet limit. They're like tackle limits in, in some places like we'll protect a a you know 12 year old shoulder throwing a baseball we'll more than we'll protect, protect other brain. kids brain <laughs> that's nonsense <laughs> me sorry <laughs> no no it's the it's, it's the it's you know you brought it up earlier it's the irony you know it's the <laughs> it's need over want correct and you say you need sports you don't need, need it. yeah and you know but we don't also we do, we don't listen to the experts. The experts, yeah. So you know, I you know, you get parents or adults. You know, I'm the adult. I'm the parent. I know what's best, and they ignore, you know, individuals who actually have their best interests at, at heart. Um, you know, for short term um, monetary gain, <laughs> right, basically. So. But you know, so one of the things you didn't mention uh, in the intro was. So I host an event at the Super Bowl, and I do it with Lee Steinberg. And Lee, um, I'm just going to assume if they're listening to a sports radio station. Uh, yeah, Patrick they, Mahomes got a maze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, right. <laughs> yes. And, and Tua. Tua. I mean, Tua's going to do and big Tua, things in Miami. Yeah. That's right. He's but, released. Um, you know, Lee and I have talked about this many times because before his annual Super Bowl party, he gives me an hour and we call it the Brain Health Summit. And we don't lecture anybody on anything. It's talking about health. And we talk about every last year in Miami, we talked about juvenile justice. We talked about housing. We talked about food security. I mean, it's about all the things it takes to make a healthy person. And one of the things Lee always talks about is um, and this is to your point about, you know, kids, if he's like, I can't take someone to a Patrick Mahomes level if their parents abuse their, you know, bodies mm. until they were 15. And, you know, he needs young, healthy, ment- and I want to say healthy, I mean mentally, emotionally, physically healthy young men. Those are the good quarterbacks. Those are the franchise quarterbacks. Uh, there's a reason, you know, Patrick's a great guy. He literally is a great guy. He's all the things people think. <laughs> and it's because his parents were very, you know, structured, but they were also, um, you know, they were a family. Sport isn't the only thing in their life. They're, they're Christians. They're, you know, business people. They very much believe in education. You know, I think he, Patrick's a great example of he is who he is because he had balance in his life. So. 
Right, right now, yeah, he's no. making his own money. Right. He got his <laughs> own <laughs> money. <laughs> Even can help out with the Royals at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at him. Uh, before we let you go, let everybody know how they can reach you, uh, either social media, email, whatever you like. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm easy to find. Uh, you, <laughs> you can certainly find me on Twitter, Instagram, all those things. Nick Fisher, N-I-C-F-I-S-H-E-R. Uh, Forbes, I'm pretty easy to find. Dr. Nicole Fisher. And my company is Health and Human Rights Strategies. So it's Nicole at HHRStrategies.com. And I do answer my own email. It takes a while, but I do. So, <laughs> Just like getting you on the show. Only took a few years. That's all. But we <laughs> finally got go. it done. We finally got it done. There you go. All like right. I said, it only took a pandemic. Right. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for calling in. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank I can't thank you guys. Really Love the it. show. Yes. Yeah. And, and we don't have to wait for another pandemic to have you back either. S- send us some tips on how to stay safe. <laughs> you, you can be our what? Dr. Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> you know, had you asked me a year ago, would I like that job or the head of the CDC or State Department? I would have been like, that sounds great. Now, nope. Nope. <laughs> I would say... Right where I am. Perspective, huh? Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh. I don't wish those jobs on anyone right now. And honestly, I'll say, you know, I live in D.C. And it's going to be, when we talk about sort of a long haul of things, rebuilding people's trust in our institutions, it's going to take a while. It, it's going to, I don't care who wins the next election, it, it's going to take longer than that. To rebuild people's trust. So we're the science communities in for a tough, tough few years. Sounds All right. Well, you got out here. So yes. Whatever we can do to, to spread accurate knowledge, please let yes. us know. Of course. Sport. I told you, sport to me is the ultimate form of diplomacy. Sport can literally change the world. Message. People listen. All right. All right. Thank you again. That is Dr. Nicole Fisher. Have a great night. Yes, Thank man, you. you too. Appreciate Thank it. You. Yeah. Drop the mic on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we nothing didn't say, it. say. Ain't nothing else to say she about said, that. She said a lot without saying a lot. At without the same saying time, a lot. So. Yeah. Um, so we'll stay with um, football. We brought up college football, whether they're going to play or not. Um, look like the Big Ten is going to buy out. They're not going to play. Uh, I was Iowa and Nebraska with only two teams that said that voted to play, yeah. start it, and the rest of them said they out. Uh, ACC and SEC, the only ones right now looking like they're going to play. The economy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with the Big Ten, Nebraska and Iowa, did they voted to, to play. To play. Um, the SEC has been calling. The Big 12 has been calling, trying to get some of those Big Ten teams that actually do want to play yeah. to come over. Yeah. So right now, Iowa, Nebraska, and most likely Michigan will be playing with another conference if they do play. They do play. And I wonder long term how that might affect, you know, I granted. Pull out. If you the SEC, you like, look, if we do have football, which they might have, their assumption is we are 
college football. I know the ACC already think they are. Yeah. What, um, nine titles in the last, last 11 16 years, years, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But, like, we are college football, so we don't need the NCAA. You need us type mentality. So who else wants to join and us? He, and here's the problem with that mentality. What's the – and I probably should have had it in my mind before I even got there, but what's the fall, you know, the, the – to be braggadocious before you fall. Pride before. Yeah, yeah. That's and here's my problem. And I'm not worrying about. I mean, granted, the, the 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 kids and whatnot. My issue here in the South is the events that happen before the game. The events like, are the events are bigger than the game. Like she was like in cold summer, like. The, tailgate, the tailgate Friday night, you know, traditional stuff that happens before the big weekend. So, you know, pet rallies. And if, yeah, and if you telling me the Super Bowl was a was a spreader, the Super Bowl, you know, escalated as they go back and realize, you know, at that particular COVID point was right. here before March and, and the Super Bowl might have been an event that escalated things. How much more do you see in a state like Georgia that's already having an uptick now that I'm going to have a big game at Athens or I'm going to have a big game at Georgia Tech mm -hmm. since we're talking about the ACSC or I'm going right. to have a big game between Clemson. Clemson or a big game between Auburn and Georgia yeah. or, you know. So you look at all these towns within a four-hour radius of one another. You know, it, it doesn't take more than four hours to get from Auburn to, to Clemson. You know, yeah. five hours. You know, whatever. Probably, you know, but five, yeah. all, all these, all these schools, you drive to that. all these schools are within within a, a one day drive. Yeah, eight hours. You know, so what outside of Texas? Right. What does this look like? You uh -huh. know, if we already have an uptick, and now I got alumni going. You know. I went to Georgia. I'm going to Athens to have a good time for the weekends. The big right. game in town. Right. You advertise. It'll be the only game in town. Only game. You if, if you, these, if not, it was only ACS, yeah. it might be the only now, game. I, now I added in what she, what she was talking about. You know, just we talk about players, but the average person has been locked down for, oh, uh, and we've seen how that happened just for doing a holiday, <laughs> just for Memorial Day. You know, and I people, gotta get out. You know, so now maybe these folks have now kind of stayed in again. But now we all like football. Oh. Granted, it is in our DNA, pun Whoa. intended. <laughs> you know, do we? You going? You going. going? You're going. The, regardless, eight out of ten people are going, going to go. You're going, and especially if I go to school and or you, you can't I just graduated. So some of these schools were at first talking about social distancing at the stadium, only having you know thirty percent of the crowd. But, but now, but now, if they're not even having football. Then it's no way you're going to have uh, Auburn Georgia game with only forty percent capacity in this it's thing. Not it's not happening. No. It's not happening because you're taking every single dollar yeah, that is going to come from ticket yeah. sales, and to that point, everybody else outside and around. Yeah, and then you've yeah, but I say now you ask the owners, these these people who 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 these next 12, 12 to sixteen weeks for college football. This is their livelihood for the whole year. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to consider like those those towns to where the college football team yeah. is a big part of the economy. That the Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, Iowa City, Iowa, mm -hmm. and then and then with the SEC, I mean, there's been no indication that they're not going to play. 
but a lot of these are smaller towns that the the college football team yeah, is Tuscaloosa, everything. Tuscaloosa. Uh, well, you know, Oxford, I, I, Oxford, College Station. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the SEC is being a bully that's, by saying, that's "Hey, the, look, that's, we're that's, gonna do it." That's the and reason why the other I'm saying, thing, "How hard do you fall?" Because I feel that if the first game, if I can bully and say I'm going to have a season, and you cancel yours, and you're a um, Bowling Green, you can't afford not to have a season. Otherwise, you're not going to yeah. recover having a year off even yeah. if you go to a spring ball you know like some are talking about hey we're not yeah. gonna do in the fall we're gonna have a spring ball a lot of these and we're talking about division ones yeah. are not gonna be able to withstand that yeah. so that, that means the players that, will leave there and go somewhere else to where you may not have a football program going next I'm, year to where it's gonna only be power five schools at some point if they really want to bully it, they can corner the market mm-hmm. and be like, you either play for a power five or you don't. And that could be a well, that could be a scary be, thing. You play in the SEC or you don't. Yeah. SEC, ACC, possibly. Right. Well, I mean, but I think. It's bully ball. You can do that, but I think what, what happens is, and, and I hope it doesn't, cause, you know, I don't wish, you know, this, but we've seen it. We're going to have a high number of people come out of one of these games sick and but can you know you, what can you correlate it back to the game that's you know, the thing can you correlate it back to you know but that's the thing too so when when Saban was talking about it safe there um like she was mean he can afford to test twice a week you're um uh who was the other school that was the first to pull out in the FBS UConn they can't afford to test twice a week in football yeah once a week, maybe, and that's they it. Probably can't do that, right? So they, again, they, they've, only been, they've only been a program ten years, <laughs> right? And their money is still out the basketball, <laughs> about basketball. women's basketball, like that. Right. <laughs> they, they need to make sure they have a basketball season, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what they're focused that's, that's on, exactly. You know, but I mean, schools such as that. Again, these are D one schools. They can't afford to have those type of testings to make sure that their athletes are coming in. And I know, you know, it's meant about incentives. You got to have incentives, like, hey, guys. You can't go to this party. You can't go do this because you're, you're asking you're 18, 19, 20 year olds to make that kind of decision. decision. And, and I get the Trevor Lawrence and the Justin Fields say, we want to play. But then you it's, also it's got the business wise for Trevor Lawrence and Justin But Trevor, Field. I go back to what I said before. Trevor doesn't need to play. He's going to be the first quarterback taken regardless. He can well, he sit out this year. But Justin needs to play. No, he's number two, regardless. First, the next quarterback being he's taken? He's the next quarterback taken, regardless. He doesn't have to play. And you saw the well, um, well, guy from well, what? Well, I'll say this. Cornerback from Virginia Tech. Trevor yeah. has something Justin he's, don't have, though. I've heard his name, but the corner from Virginia Tech's yeah. not playing. Rondell Moore from Rondell Purdue. Rondell Moore from Purdue, right. These guys are like, I know I'm first round. I'm going to sit out. And that's what I said. A lot of these but guys Trevor are going to do that. something Justin don't have. Now those Purdue guys, they ain't winning no championship no time soon. So you might as well go ahead and yeah, Justin stay with you will want to win. Justin play a pro, he play in a program okay, which they have. Do a you want to be a Marcus Lattimore though? If you Justin Fields, and I'm not just saying about catching COVID, you mess up your. I'm, I'm not wishing this. You mess Wait, up your leg, well, ankle, or whatever, well, and then your stock drops. Well, well that that you that know? go, but that goes back to. So we, why well, not use? The, I'm just, not saying we've use just it as seen, a scapegoat, but we've but, just seen somebody who got told who who messed everything up with him. And his stocks didn't drop as far as we thought. Oh they yeah, were. Tua with Tua. 
So and then, but you can use that as a scapegoat. Saying, I get it. It's but the cold. But I'm gonna use. I don't your, I'm play. gonna use your argument against. We just talked about um with the with the Pelicans with um. So Tua could have said I was Zion. Talking about Zion, you want to play Zion regardless of the minutes. Yeah, so, he in the pros now though. I, I get it. If he was at Duke, I told him sit. There's no okay. need for you okay. to. Okay. Okay. If, when okay. he was at Duke, I just want to make sure. We, okay. Because I want Carolina beat him too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hate dude. <laughs> but no, but I mean, I, but you know, like if you're guaranteed first round, you don't have, especially Trevor Lawrence again. Yeah, Trevor, got to, you there's got nothing else to prove. Dude, yeah, nothing else to prove. You, you can did. go. You didn't have a real. You didn't even. He didn't even have. He had great games and losses. You yeah, know, there might have been one thing if he won a championship, but we could say you know what the defense did at all or whatever. When they start saying tank like Tua, yeah, tank for Tua, tank for Tua, tank, like, for, tank for Trevor now. Yeah, yeah. You good. You good. And you and I believe that a lot more players will start saying, hey, you know, let me start working on my NFL mechanics and stuff I need to work on, little things in my game because well, we had that I conversation the with the young man from uh, Jackson State. Yeah. We're saying, well, they actually kind of, when we had them on, the MIAC and SWAC had just made the decision that they weren't going to have, weren't a, have a season. So they were like, you know what, no season, we'll still work on our skill set for when the season done does come back does start up you know we'll be in a, in a much better position or whatever yeah. i don't know i i just we going to we're, we're going to we're going to have football in some some way, part, in certain parts of the country we're going to have football yeah. um even to the end of even to the pro level we're going to have cuz it's too much money too much on money. the table to leave there even to say you know what we push it back 6 months I just want to see ball. what happens to the Division One schools that really can't afford to lose a football season. And what doesn't make sense to me is if you're the Big Ten, you're canceling games. How are you going to have spring football in Michigan? Which means you're playing games in what, January, February? It's That's not five spring. Degrees. That's winter ball. That's winter ball. Thank you. <laughs> well, like, what is that going to look like? You can't have those type conditions and play. I mean, you could, but. At what risk? I don't get it. We, we, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have football in it in some form or fashion. Yeah, yeah. It, um, my my other issue with all of this is why are we just now having this discussion? So when COVID came out, technically March. Technically. Um, okay. And we've sure. seen everything kind of freeze up. Yeah. You would you would have assumed by now there would have been some kind of contingency plan in place, or a backup you know plan well, after that. Right. This thing, but but there's nothing. This, they're playing by the they're flying by the seat of their pants. The NCAA loves to jump in and suspend and ban and do all this until it comes down to where you need the NCAA to be the oversight committee to say. Give me all the ADs from the Power Five and these. We Let's sit, sit down, down and figure out, and make, hash out what the season's going to look like for everybody yeah. and get on one accord. But you so quick, like to that point, you knew in March what this was. So if, if anybody, once March Madness was canceled and we lost billions of dollars in that, that's when you get the ADs to say, what are we going to do about football? If this happens. Exactly. Like, like I said, you Here's said A, B, and C. Here yeah. are the different plans. And what Mark Embert is the commissioner. Sit down with your council and say, these are what the plans are. Let's hear your feedback and be the governing body that you're supposed to be. 
but you only want to do it when it's convenient to ban someone from taking um uh, you know five hundred dollars yeah play that play that cash three straight <laughs> five zero zero backwards that, forwards <laughs> i can't stand the ncaa yeah, yeah. when they want to play both sides you got to be all in yeah. got a call on the line hello yo fellas what's hey, up Eric. we knew it what's up man it's in the it's in the best interest of the college ranks to let football go this year and it's and emory could come out and say that and he wouldn't be compromising his position because all those college presidents, what is it? Um, there's two hundred, there's 125 bowl eligible teams. There's 248 in Division One altogether, counting Division One A. Yeah. There's um, 850 all Across all college uh-huh. um, programs, and there's 80,000 college football players. They could let one year go, man. They could let one. You hear me? Hear me out, because I'm I'm conscious of the time. Right. I agree with you though. This, <laughs> Uh, I agree with you, but go ahead and finish your point. Okay, they could they could do this, and the guys that are serious students and the guys that aspire to be serious students but aren't because they think that college football has been their excuse not to become one, they could take classes that they weren't able to take before. They could get in group projects that they weren't in before, internships, and they could still work on being a better football player, at least the aspects of being a better football player, separate from actually being in the game on a regular basis. And that year we're doing some good without having to be concerned about their competitors and getting the one up on them. And less, less wear and tear on your body. Yeah. Right, Eric, Eric, you have to consider uh, the coaches, they don't care about any of that. Some of them do. <laughs> they pay. They're getting their pay. It's like a college professor. You can show up to class or not. I'm going to show up and teach this lesson because I've already been paid. Yeah. Now, if you want to skip my class and just show up for the finals, that's on you. Yeah. But I've already gotten paid. So the coaches are like, I'm going to get my money. Or I'm, get I'm, some money. I'm going to get some, some money because some, some I'm yeah. Right. Because I'm going to be here. And even if my players, some of them leave or don't show up, I'm not going to be looked at differently because of the pandemic yeah. I'm in. So it That's won't right. matter about my record. That's right. And think about the plays that they can become tighter on as far as their understanding as opposed to having to learn it in the on the fly when it's during the season. Nah, I agree with you. I, I, I think everything, we're talking about sports, but I think everything should have been frozen for three months in general across the board. You know, when this kind of went down, we should have frozen place, arrange, things that could have been done as far as from the federal level to help people sustain what they... But I'm one of saying, the problems with I, that, though is the states have more control than a lot of people realize over what can take place. And so a federal can say something, but a state can say, no, this is what we're going to do. I understand that, but right now states are looking to the federal government for money the same way schools. But it's always goes back to money. The same way schools, to your example, or looking at the NCAA, we need leadership. Right. We're not getting it from there, so now you have individual you schools left me on my own. Making, in, making individual decisions and it, none of them mesh. So now you're talking about Big Ten schools playing in the Big 12. And, you know. Anything uh, can happen at this point. Other schools joining the ACC and things of that nature to make a, a complete season. You're kind of opening up Pandora's box. Because who's to say that when Nebraska goal plays in the Big 12 that they want to come back to the Big Ten? You get what I'm Or oh, Pac-12 might, or, you know, well, where they meet. Yeah. Who, 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 who knows that they want to come back there? So. Um, well, logistically, they won't. But money-wise, money they, they go 
anything can happen at that point. Uh, so, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's a lot of factors. I just think from a, from a, a general public health factor, I don't think college football. Um, well, you know what? If they have the games, fine. I think they should suspend tailgates, all the traditional stuff, because. I know. I know I, you asking I'm, for, but it, it's hard. To, it's hard for that to have a, a college football season because, I got and if I were the players there, and you you hear about some of them are pushing for you know some kind of benefit. There has to be something in it for the players to go out and play. Oh, just for the glory of playing and maybe winning a national championship that will probably have an asterisk next to well, it. Well, of course it will because everybody's not playing in it. But there's not there's nothing in it for the players. Yeah. Some of them want to play. I can understand that, but there's nothing in it for them. But I think it's the administrators of the schools that if they want to play, they're going to push hard yeah. to, to play. Correct. Yeah. And that's the entire SEC. Well, the, the, only, the only thing that they have to play for is um, moving up draft stock. So if you are a third string running if back, you a senior, a junior senior. If you're a third string running back, no, I'm just saying you right. got to be a junior senior because if you're a freshman, you're with going to get you seen can't play now. In the NFL anyway. I know, but even if I'm a freshman, and I wouldn't be getting the playing time, I would because um, whoever is the one and two are deciding to sit out, or they're not, you know, they're not going to get that many minutes. Now I'm getting more minutes. I'm being seen. I have a better chance of moving up. Yeah, but here's the asterisk, though. Are you going against the best competition? Because the other side right. player is not playing. Right. They're, they're not so. So so. how much more How much more are you really but getting? If you, if if I can sit here and say that. Well, you didn't play against the best of the best because they sat down. If I'm, playing, if I'm playing ACC and SEC, it won't matter. Because that's the thing as the best. It won't matter. No, not if you ACC and SEC. But not if, Those, AC, not if ACC and SEC got guys sitting out. So... No, my, because my blue chip guys be, are sitting out, you know so gonna now I'm like? playing the second or third string. You know what it's going to look like? You put up this amount of numbers against this conference. That's you. all it's going to look at. I get it. I I know they're going to have football. I'm just hoping they can somehow figure out to suspend the tailgates, to suspend that those happen. type of things. That's not going to happen. So tailgates you, are easier to do than the football games are. <laughs> They could spread out the tailgate, man. No, but let that's, it, let it go that's a right of passage. Ball, you can't tell grown people not to come up it. to an arena, I, I, um, to the stadium. Eric, I'm yes. with you. I'm with you. Just that's like, impossible. This next next fall is fine. Like, Appreciate we, we you, not, Eric. We're not losing nothing to next year. I agree with you, but it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> um, before we get out of there, how about them Blackhawks? That's all I wanted to say. Oh, Lord. Hey, man, the 12th seed. I told you it's like March Madness. And um, who's the other 12 seed? Was it the Canadians? They playing the five seed? Yeah, they were playing the five seed. Both both uh, five twelves, the 12 seed won. It was just like March Madness. Well, please, five seed. It was seed. great to see. Please help me out because I don't want to go two more weeks of this. <laughs> <laughs> Why? This is great. I uh, had two more weeks of this. What? <laughs> Y'all need to change, need to change, need to change mascot. Fuck. That's what I need to do. Oh, I mean, 3-1, beat them 3-1. Hashtag change the no, Blackhawks hey, mascot. I know you're not talking about the football team. <laughs> Speaking of which, what you going to do with Juice? Oh, the Juice is loose. They ain't never been loose. <laughs> he been hurt his first three but, years. Okay, real quick, though. I don't understand how he can only be convicted for up to five years when he choked her, had multiple incidents. Well, that's the state mandate. Got to fuss with the law. But somebody with a small possession can start at five years. That's, Come that's, on, that's 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 the inequality in the law itself. So, 
I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just telling you. I know. I'm just. But I want somebody to tell me how I, that makes sense. I won't miss Juice because he's never been on the field to begin with to be missed. But hopefully he gets his, he gets his life together. Yeah. Um. You know. And but. But you know what? He can come back and play. Oh, he'll be. Yeah, he'll be. And it won't be such yeah, a big deal. Yeah, yeah, he'll be a raider. As opposed to somebody who might kneel, right? He'll, he'll be a raider in two years. They <laughs> take all the rejects. Or the Browns. He'll be playing in two years. Oh, man. That's crazy. Uh, make sure you follow DNA Sports Talk on. On Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on. Instagram. DNA Sports Talk on. Snapchat. DNA Sports Talk on. Facebook. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Website. www.dnasportstalk.com. Back here next Monday. On WWE 1100 AM. See y'all next week. Peace. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, Radio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so.